0: today's episode is brought to you guys by BitTrust. Do you want to add Bitcoin to your retirement account? Do you think cryptocurrencies are going, going, going somewhere special? If you think that Bitcoin really has the potential and you want to get involved in the space, the world of cryptocurrency can be confusing. How do you get involved? That's the question so many people have. Well, You can diversify your portfolio, get into crypto investments and more by checking out bittrustira.com disruptors. They can help you seamlessly add cryptocurrency, store the private keys in nuclear bunkers with military-grade protection, and they've got the lowest trading fees in the industry. Make sure you guys check them out. BitTrustira.com slash disruptors. That's D-I-S-R-U-P-T-O-R-S. And for a limited time, they're waiving the sign-up fee, a $50 value, just for signing up, checking them out, and putting Bitcoin and other awesome cryptocurrencies into your retirement account. Want to? Diversify a little bit with some digital gold. Bittrustira.com slash disruptors for more details. And now let's get back to the episode. Welcome to The Disruptors, the podcast about the future of all of us, where we look at the technologies, trends, and societal norms shaping our collective future. Hear the world's top minds, share their insights and predictions on the convergence, direction, and ethics of exponential technologies, transforming life as we know it. You can learn more and stay up to date at disruptors.fm.
1: Murmani Press presents Neanderthal King by Matt Ward. More information on the author at mattwardwrites.com You can purchase Neanderthal King in its entirety or download the entire audio masterpiece free with a free trial of Audible at neanderthalking.com Want to follow along with Merillix's adventure? For a limited time, Grab your free illustrated map of Tarkal and the Six Kingdoms of Septum by visiting mattwardwrites.com slash map. Again, that's M-A-T-T-W-A-R-D-W-R-I-T-E-S dot com slash M-A-P. But now, let's get on with the adventure. Chapter 10. Options it never came. It was the crazy woman, the witch, a gnarled finger to her prunish lips. Run to roar. She shoved me harder, my legs obeyed, disappeared into an alley as the wicked sounds of violence faded. Made it to Doric's shop, safe at last. I bent, panting, pure confusion. No one noticed me until Doric appeared and dropped his apple, hurried towards me. Miralek what happened? You look like you've seen a spirit. The crowd, the fight. I was breathing hard. He put a sooty hand on my shoulder. Out with it, boy. What are you talking about? I told him everything, and as I did, his eyes narrowed to emerald slits. God's damned bastards. He shook his head and guided me to a blade I'd been working. Take this. Take it out on the steel, but controlled. He handed me his hammer. I brought it smashing home. Another slam. Another. Everything fell away to focus purity, to rhythmic pounding. Doric tapped my shoulder a moment later. The smiths were gone. Sun low in the sky. My body ached. Stomach raging. What happened? A double take on the emptiness around me a knowing sparkle in Doric's eyes. They left an hour ago. Never seen a man so focused. So, show me. He took the blade and turned it in his hands, leathered brow furrowing. Nodded to himself and clapped my back. Hey, you have the touch. Good work, son. I grinned before managing to hide my pride. Wouldn't do. I'll talk to William, or maybe Boren, Doric continued. He's more reasonable. He held up the blade. This is great work, especially for a novice. Come back morn. We've work to do. I promised to try and left in high spirits. Great work. I had the touch. Glowing honour as I hurried past the roundabout and through darkened streets. Scarce noticed the eerie mist before Geoffrey Square. I was crossing the heavy shadow of old King Tom's victorious statue when there was a yell from the other side of the square. Footsteps pounded as a cloak whooshed. Another set of running footsteps. Shh! Make haste! In here! It was William. Another furtive group appeared, led by Simon Hunter and Quick Nick, the one eyed archer. The others I couldn't see until another face materialised. Peter Slater. I delivered a message to him, too. Cartwheels turning in my pounding head. What was going on? Nick knocked an arrow and loosed it with a cutting snap. Nothing happened. No scream. They drew swords and entered the murky alley as I crept toward them. Careful for the tall, Slater said. Snuck closer drew my dagger. William was in trouble. I could feel it. The clang of steel on steel as Odanic roared. A man moaned, and William hurled a curse as a thud echoed through the alley. Running now, sprinting towards them, turning right. Where were they? The bandits were down a side street. I knifed the first without a sound when I heard a cry. William's cultured scream, an arrow protruding from his belly. Another yell as Odanic cried out in pain. I cut down Hunter and Slater and dashed for the archer. But Nick's next arrow caught William in the throat. He collapsed as I slammed Nick, killing him with a jerk of the blade, jamming it home twice more, ripping the life from the monstrous scoundrel. Spinning, looking for the last mugger. But they were all down. There was blood everywhere. And William wasn't breathing. Checked his throat, but no pulse. Skidded to Odanic's dying form and knelt beside her. <laughs> what happened? Borin, she said as she coughed up red bile. He, he b- betrayed. The words died on her bluing lips as her thumping heart stopped. Realization clubbed the air from my lungs. Struggling to breathe. Boren Borin the letters, everything I ought to have known, surveyed the chaos around me, betrayal and anger, hesitating uncertainty, didn't know what to do or where to go, held my head in my hands to make it more level and played through everything again. What were my options? What could I do? Options. Number one, go back to Boren and pretend nothing happened. 2. Go back to Borin and pretend I didn't know it was him. 3. Kill Borin. 4. Run. Nothing seemed promising. Could number 1 work? Eh, no. Not a dice roll of chance. His crafty eyes would see right through me. That meant option 2 was out as well. God's damned sap craftery. Guess I could kill him. I was good at that, right? He'd never see it coming. Twisted the sullied blade in my hand. Thinking. The wolf's blood-red eyes glowed back. Shite. The wolf brand. The sheriff. They'd know I'd killed him. Or blame the tall anyway. Run. That just left running. There wasn't another choice. Would have to work. But where? Where could I go? And how? Didn't have the beads. Didn't have papers. Alone tall was suspicious enough. Especially a slave. What if they found me out? What about a backup plan? Boren said always to have one. But I was out of options. And out of time. They'd find me here soon. Had to go now. I slammed my fist into the wall. The pain didn't help. Same thing with my head. Nothing came loose. But then my brain wheels clicked and changed direction. Doric. Yes. The Smith. He'd know what to do. He'd travelled before. Was a freeman. He could help me. He had to. Chapter 11. An ominous knock. Doric, you there? My voice shattered the dreadful night as I raced into the little workshop. He wasn't there. The smithy was empty, but I needed him. By all the gods and goddesses and hogwash, I had to find him. If anyone's listening, I whispered, I could use a hand. Of course, no answer. So I hurried back to the street. It was busy as believers left Solarius's shabby temple, and others crowded to the taverns, pubs, or in search of whores. Was Doric a drinker? The nearest pub was William's Wallows. Rough place. The kind sailors and smiths frequented for a hardy night. Maybe a fight. A lad be hard-pressed to find a strumpet or minstrel in these parts. Fed Doric like a glove. He wasn't there the stale ale and bread, either. The same result at six stars and Jenny's jewels. I gave up after an hour and headed home. Borin would get suspicious soon. He answered on the third knock and I slipped in, avoiding eye contact. It got troublesome as he stared at me, seemed to know something was amiss. Everything okay? Decided to play the thick-headed tall. Mumbled something about Doric's thumb and a throbbing hammer. I hated lying, but had no choice. Gave me a particular sideways look, but seemed to buy it. You hungry? he asked. I nodded. Had Marjorie over, he continued with a demon's grin. A few romping details. Had he really been carnal, while he had his brother butchered? Sickening. My stomach churned acid rage. Even as he described her mean duck stew, patted his belly. There's more in the pot. Help yourself. I did anything to fill my mouth and busy my tongue to avoid his wary eyes. Slipped my dagger on the table alongside my eating knife for fast access. This wasn't one of my four options. Not at all. Time dragged like a stubborn mule, slow and rough, knowing the kick would come at any moment, the bucking jolt that would ruin everything. Sometimes I could scarce look at Boren, and others we talked of Doric's progress, the upcoming games, meaningless gobble. The pitting bitter never left my groin. An ominous knock interrupted my thoughts. The sheriff? Soldiers? Had one of Boren's men seen the whole thing? I reached for my dagger, but Boren didn't notice, already at the door. Peeped through and his jaw dropped. Doric, what are you doing here? My chest jumped. Doric! Good. He was here. That was perfect. But wait. Why was he here? Was he in on it? Aye, Boren, open up. Boren did. And the hairy tall clambered through. Took you long enough. Oh, Meralek. Borin was pale, quiet. What is it? Doric didn't know. Just an update. He rattled off figures and rates faster than a teller as Borin's eyes glazed. Had to repeat a couple numbers, too. That never happened with Borin. Once he'd finished, Warren's ghastly face relaxed. A false yawn. I'm off to bed. It's been a night. He paused at the rickety steps, hand on the railing, hesitated. Give William an earful when he gets in. He oughtn't to be out so late. I promised to shovel it on thick, and he stomped off, hopefully for Good. Doric's gaze flicked back to me. What was that? Shh! I pointed upstairs and put a finger to my lips, gesturing outside. Come on. We tiptoed out, leaving the place unlocked. I'd have to pray Borin didn't come back down and burglars didn't roll lucky dice. We walked in silence, checking our shoulder as we went. What is it? Doric burst out once he'd had enough. Eyes bordering on anger. He grabbed my shoulder and spun me toward him. William was murdered. Odanic, too. I explained what I'd seen. Everything. How Boren had coordinated it. Even had me deliver the letters, I said with a wince. Like I was a tweaking ninny. His face went from shock to raw crimson. Bull's egg, boy. Are you sure? I nodded. Damn. Damn it the Karma's whoring shite. I must get out of here, I said. I know some people. They can get you out. But where? I held up my brand and his eyes narrowed. Damn. The North, then. Tall land. That's the only option. Uran's new bastard king revived slaving again. Needed to build a new fortress. North? You mean the North? The Vicarlands? Doric nodded. Aye, if we can find a ship. Oh, the Vicarlands! A hundred thousand forevers from here, but a myth and a legend in the icy isles. Was he serious? How? He outlined the beginnings of a startling plan that just might work. Chapter 12 Would That I Could We were hustling to his workshop when a strange thought hit me, and I stopped dead, a crushing realization. You're coming with me, are you? A tired smile. Sorry, Miralik Would that I could, but I can't. Business is here and Borin hasn't paid up. I've only a small deposit on the commission. Have faith, son. It'll work. They've helped friends in the past. Long story. I was about to ask more when a snarling hound appeared. We held our ground, but my spine tingled. It growled and started to advance on us. Who is it? A voice called. Storm, come here, boy. Carve emerged. Oi, Merlech, that you? Scorning eyes locked on mine and I froze. Did he know? The change certainly benefited the guild, meant more weapons of war and greater commissions. Yeah, it's me. What are you doing out in this? He waved a hand at the blackened skies which were fit to burst. Even the air was heavy with looming storm. With Soother's speed, even William would applaud. I said, Dorix agreed to apprentice me. We were discussing terms. Good, good. Carvey turned and headed off. Better hurry. Pidge is about to open the star world and unleash her wrath. So he was a believer. Too tense to even stifle a chuckle. Instead, I said nothing as he vanished into the night. We did likewise, and Doric led me through a complex maze of side streets and alleys to a descending set of crumbling steps. A quick glance confirmed that we were alone, sweeping downward to a simple black door. Tried the handle, but it was locked. He knocked twice, counted to three, and knocked twice more. And I appeared at the hidden keyhole, uttered a blasphemous curse, and unlocked. A locksmith's dream. The door crept open, and a crotchety man with greying hair, a heroic beard, and a nondescript grey cloak stepped out. And just what you be wanting this time of night, Doric? He rasped. Reiner, you sod, it's been too long. Doric threw his bulky arms around the hunched man and lifted him into the air. Protest be damned. Hurry. Come on in. Rainer jerked the two of us with surprising force and slammed the door without a sound before locking the quadruple bolt box. So? The room was shadowed and dark, empty save for us three, and four rows of wooden seats in the shape of a three-angle. The pale grey walls were adorned with images of Zorak, teeth bared, spirit pack at his heels, the wolf's hunt, Common among the mountain tall, but Reynard was sap. Doric cleared his throat. Meralek needs out of the city. Out of sap lands, actually. Best would be Zerel, or ECAC, if you can manage. Reynard winced. Double checked the door was locked. Our band's been hit hard since last time. Lost two talls and four saps since spring. Unfortunately, there's good money in slaves. Zorik's wishes be damned. Doric nodded. Was afraid of that. Not on good terms with any of the van leads? Were. But what's done is dead. If you can wait until autumn. I shook my head. No chance. I told him about the bodies, about the brand, and how they'd know at once. A murderous manhunt. I had a day. Tops. William's murder would only complicate things. What about a ship? I asked between gritted teeth. A ship. Another bloody ship. Told myself I wouldn't. Never again. Sloshing sickness, even as we worked out details. Anger and upset stomachs. And rage. William had been a good man. Least for a sap. Warring desires for vengeance and freedom, as the planning wore on, for justice in the world, so that Borin wouldn't get off clean, the crooked fiend. But no one said the world was fair. Once we'd finished, Reynard hobbled off to make arrangements. I'd catch a trade ship across the Arak at dawn, and from there caravan north with traders loyal to ZP, the secret followers tall and sapper-like, somehow, that were dedicated to the true teachings of the wolf-god. From Lirac the van would split, half to north to supply the ailing, now Isaac-controlled, towns, and the others veering east to skirt the dark king's forces and arrive six fortnights hence, in Quarak. Once there, I'd be free to head further north, Seemed easy enough, until Yelanik's favourite phrase hit me. The gods laugh while you make your ninny plans. Chapter 13 That Settles That Doric stayed into the wee hours. How late was impossible to tell. Down here, with no lights or sundial. And those locks on the door. This wasn't the culting sect's first scheme Seemed a risky lot, which begged the question, why was Doric risking everything to help me? Couldn't get my head around it, so I asked him. He shrugged. Seemed a thing to do. My creator raised me right, and I see a bit of myself in you, son. Would love to be out of here, on the road, honest, but I need the beads, especially with what this triple cost me. I sighed. The Almighty Bead, mightier than any god or army, bender of men and morals. what you say to Borin? Doric's eyes widened. Shite. Hadn't thought of that. What'll tell the fiendy brogue? Conversation died as he fell into a thinking trance, and a quarter hour late he left, promising to stop by in the morn. A fitless night on the hard floor, least it'd be my last lest I was caught and killed and fell into the great slumber. Actually, that'd be my last as well. Either way, you sliced it. Awoke with a start. Reynard over me. Took you long enough. My shirt was drenched like a drowned hog. Can't believe I wasted a good lick of ale on you, he added. Come on, big day. He shoved the cheapest hunk of salted pork liver into my hand, I devoured the bloody organ as he opened the door. Ships are leaving in three quarter hours. You best be on it. Headed into blistering sun and shocked still by the buzz of the city. Come on, kid. Raynard hurried off faster than seemed possible. I pumped my short legs to keep pace with his frail body frenzy. At the new Gurr Chapel House, we turned right and the harbour appeared. With it, A flurry of actions. Sailors ran crates and barrels of something stronger toward chained vessels as we crept a hurried shuffle through the street floggers. Eyes wary as I scoured the docks. Still a full quarter hour before it set sail, as long as we didn't see Borin. Alas, Bent and his calculating face emerged by another flowery trader. Deep in conversation, I froze. At the far end of the docks, the sheriff stood at the ready. My tug tightened as dread mounted, but Reynard didn't slow; kept right on towards Borin. What was he? Shite! He didn't know Borin. I yanked the old man into a small alley opposite the harbour master's office. That's Borin. That's him. I motioned with my head, and Reynard appeared around the angled corner. I see. His eyes popped. That Doric. The big tall slipped into the alley with a panting smile. Ah, there you are. Missed you a lot at the den. Boren's here, I said, without dawdling for simple niceties. Shite. Doric followed my gaze and winced. I'll talk to him. See what I can do. He headed off without waiting for a reply. Running out of time. This was our one chance. I led the way down a side street parallel to the wharf until we'd passed them. Snuck a glance, but Boren was looking away. We sped toward the small shipper with maroon sails, dark rails and stern, and a rush of hurried seamen running the gangway. The tiger's tail. Paused at the plank and turned back, eyes searching until I found Doric striding towards us. Boren was gone. He had to check something at the office. The Big Smith thudded my shoulder. You're in luck. Told him you were at the Smithy working on a set of blades. He bought it, and placed another commission. Five hundred tall blades. No more William to worry for. Paid off the first contract in full. He held up the debted scroll with a huge smile. That's great, I said with a forced cheer. Great for him. That's not all, Doric added as Reynard excused himself to talk with the captain and give us privacy. Least what would have been privacy if the witch hadn't shown up. A cackling smile as she stepped towards Doric, who recoiled. So, you've met the Dorori. Quite the destroyer, isn't he? Doric's bewildered eyes flicked between the two of us. What's she on about? Bloody hag. Doror? A shattering crash. The sheriff turned towards us and the woman's eyes widened. The lawman broke into a run and grabbed his club, straight at us. I stepped onto the gangway and stumbled up, Doric at my heels. That settles that, he said. I've got the beads. I'm coming with you. Move it, son. We scurried faster and I palmed my knife, waiting for the sheriff to board, to run us down, but he didn't. He blew past our ramp, after the fleeing hag. Yelling insults and twisted threats We made it to the opening Tripped over the knotted twine and stumbled to our feet Peering after the disappearing pair If we could just set sail and raise the bloody anchor Time snailed by We had to leave before Boran returned Any second now An echoing horn shattered the still as the ship shook Finally We crept away as the sails billowed to full mast Cleared the busy waters, city falling away behind us. A heavyweight sigh. A gallows noose lifted. Into crystalline waters. We'd made it. You have been listening to Neanderthal King by Matt Ward. For more information on purchasing the complete epic fantasy adventure or to download the entire audio masterpiece free with a free trial of Audible, visit neanderthalking.com.
0: Be the change you want to see in the world. That's something I strive towards and fail towards every single day. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you think the world could benefit from conversations like this, the greatest compliment you can give us is referring to the disruptors to a friend or talking about us on social media. Please take 30 seconds to do so. It would mean the world to us. And if we're lucky, help us build towards a better world. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for helping us spread the message and have a great day. If you want more of The Disruptors, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or go to disruptors.fm, where you'll find tons of audio and video interview stories with leaders in the fields of genetics, cryptocurrency, longevity, AI, space, VR, and much, much more. You can also follow me on Twitter at MattWardIO. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a quick review on iTunes at disruptors.fm iTunes to help more people discover the podcast and help us make a bigger impact.